Movie franchises are a mixed bag. I'm going to spare you by not listing them all. There are some that I love. And others I wish they they just didn't make money because someone needs to stop them. What's interesting about a franchise is that they don't necessarily need to be good movies. In fact, if a director tries to get too creative, it won't feel right. It is totally fine to win an Oscar for best sound editing. And this is the main point. A movie within a franchise has to feel like it's part of the same narrative. Actors can come and go, but the world that these characters inhabit must be consistent in order for it to feel like it's part of the same story. The look and tone must not deviate too far from the original, because when you are in love with a franchise, it is a lifetime commitment. When I was a kid, one movie changed my life, and that was Star Wars. It was one of the first movies I remember seeing in the theater, and when that Star Destroyer flew over my head, I was never the same. And to this day, I have never waited for a movie with the same amount of anticipation as The Empire Strikes Back. When Return of the Jedi came out, I knew it wasn't as good, but it still felt like a Star Wars movie. A lot has happened since Jedi, and I don't feel like any of the subsequent movies that have come out, they are even close to the original three save one. The fourth best Star Wars movie comes the closest to feeling like it's part of the same universe. So as always, I eagerly await Glenn's input as we examine Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Welcome to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper. And I'm Chris Peterson. And today we are discussing our first uh, franchise film, our first Star Wars film, the 2016 film Rogue One. Uh, it, it, Chris, do you call it Rogue One, a Star Wars story, or just Rogue One? Where, where do you come down I on called that? called Rogue Uno. No, it's, <laughs> it's just Rogue One. I hate it when yeah. <laughs> people get all... <laughs> uptighty about that um it's got it's got to be rogue one colon a star wars story <laughs> it's part of yeah i mean i guess yeah we there's a there's yeah i gotta work through a lot of stuff through this <laughs> episode and a real catharsis childhood it, uh, uh yeah memories. there's 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 <laughs> a lot of deep things will come up yeah that i buried well, for years so I, I've talked to a couple of folks about the episode we're recording, and, and everyone's like, what's the theme? And I, they all laugh when they say, well, the theme is the fourth best Star Wars movie. So, Chris, this was your pick. Uh, I guess maybe lay out your case now. <laughs> Why is this the fourth best? Well, actually, this is... I, all right. I, I've thought about how to approach this topic. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I kind of want to, like, build... 
<laughs> I'm to do some world building here to get to this. Okay. To get to answer that question, and then does we'll... it start with midichlorians? <laughs> <laughs> they're in there. I guarantee you, they're in there. Okay. But um, no, I, I realized one thing I did want to talk about first was just, and I think um, because it is the first time we've done a franchise and one yeah, that is yeah. very much. Um, means a lot to a lot of people mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I, I i will admit i'm a fan i am not mm-hmm. like a you know i've never been to a star wars convention but <laughs> i have as a child dressed up as different <laughs> thick figures from the star uh-huh. wars universe and halloween uh-huh. and own tons of toys and things like that um but i realized like well what is it you know that there are there are certain franchises and this is I'm talking about way before we had such thing as the MCU, right? That's mm-hmm. our that's our current thing, right? Um, but but Star Wars was probably the first that had this kind of fanatical sort of ownership. Mm. I mean, people mm-hmm. people felt that way about Star Trek for sure. Sure, um, it seems <laughs> it seems to be a lot of like sort of fantasy sci fi people, right? I mean, that's uh-huh. that's what we're talking about here, <laughs> people. <laughs> That, those people yeah like we we kind of live on the borderlands of that world but we certainly can cross in and out of it um yeah yeah we know enough of the language to trade uh communicate from time to time right. and that sort of like duck back within our own borders yeah we can go back to the safety of our lands unscathed yeah. um and then there's, you know, there's, there's, I, I'm just going to list a few and I'm not going to talk about them necessarily, but I was thinking, you know, there's like Doctor Who or James Bond mm-hmm. and, and then there's right. like Lord of the Rings and mm-hmm. Harry Potter and now yeah. there's the MCU, but mm-hmm. um, Star Wars seems to have a, a really, <laughs> yeah, a really intense place. And, and so whenever somebody, even George Lucas himself starts mm-hmm. messing around with the story it <laughs> yeah it you know it, it just creates havoc um right and i don't think it was helped by the <laughs> by this thing called the internet um <laughs> because beforehand people only they they had no way to voice their right passions i mean it was very mm-hmm. much like a kind of you know underground kind of nerdy thing and now it's kind yeah. of but now they literally can't affect more so decision making process mm-hmm. um you know and directions of things um, right and and i i think we've seen that happen um yeah in a number I mean, of it- things yeah, it used to be, you know, you'd go to school after seeing a Star Wars movie and then talk to your friends about it and basically just relive all the cool stuff. Yeah. You know, and and now, right, like everyone can obsess over it and release YouTube recaps and 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 pick apart, you know, the movie and all the all the sort of, you know, the novels that have been written and you know the all the extended yeah. universe and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there's really no making everybody happy here. You're gonna piss somebody off. Exactly, and and there was, um, and there was no sense that you know, we, we as fans could you know tell them, right, the, <laughs> you know what to do. You know, we would just yeah. we would accept it. Eight year old Glenn writing George Lucas a letter <laughs> right. by 
by post. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Listen, George, here's where you went wrong. <laughs> like, what the hell were you thinking about the Ewoks? That just pissed me <laughs> off. Yeah. And yeah. then he's like, oh, good point. I'll, yeah, right. I'll, I'll create <laughs> Jar Jar Binks instead, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, back on track. Back so, to Rogue so, One. So, <laughs> yes. So, and I thought about that when I was thinking, well, how do I... <laughs> when, when I said the fourth best Star Wars movie, yeah. all right, um, you know, how did I, why did I come to that conclusion? And I think this, <laughs> that's what's, that's what I hope to discuss. But I also, yeah. I, I did want to tell you my ranking of, of, of the, of the official movies. And that, that, right. that is anything that's been in the, anything that's been in the theater. So it's, yeah. not, it, it's gonna, it's gonna count, you know, um, not just the three of the mm-hmm. of the i guess what the skywalker right three part trilogy or whatever they yeah. call it so there's a couple movies from this what they call the anthology series mm-hmm. and, and then there's also the cartoon the clone wars which is oh, yeah. which which they count as canon um, uh, okay yeah so yeah <laughs> i want to hear your ranking and um you, you let me know you had done this, so um, uh, I have another ranking to share with you that we might go through together. I'm curious where things align versus not. Um, oh, is this a ranking and, of other Star Wars movies, or is this like no, 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 no the the, the same list, the same original uh, or the 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 canon movies. Right, uh, this should be the same list as yours, although I don't think we got the Clone Wars in there. Uh, and I can't take credit for this. My uh, uh, daughter Joe, who was a previous guest yeah. here. Uh, she, this is her prediction for what your ranking order is going to be. So maybe, yeah. So maybe go through your list and, and like, I'll, I'll tell you if we match up or not. <laughs> All right. Do you want to start at the top or the bottom? Uh, well, I'll, let, I'll do it in a weird way as usual, which is, I'll say the first, the, th- the three best movies are, yeah. um, and this is the, All right. I'll, I'll say them and then I'll uh-huh. <laughs> very briefly <laughs> Go th- never mind. Anyway, so, yeah, go ahead. So the first one is Star Wars, what I call Star Wars, and then they later added A New Hope. To me, that right. to me, you can't say what's the best Star Wars movie without saying, well, it's it's the first one. There would be no other right. ones unless it was this one. Uh-huh. Um, is it the best movie of the bunch? No, that probably goes to number two, which is The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, um, that's a movie I've actually seen the most. And uh-huh. I, th- I think is maybe a, a filmmaking quality wise. It's a it's an awesome movie. I mean, period. Yeah, yeah. Not just a good yeah. s- Star Wars movie. Uh huh. And then I go to Return of the Jedi, um, right? Because it is a completion of that. You know, the trilogy. That's you know, yeah. it has an it has an ending to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there are parts of it I just hate. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like storm troopers being defeated by spears. Uh, yeah, like, like hit on the head with rocks and dying yeah. from like teddy bears. I mean, that is... <laughs> yeah. And I know in, in in over the years, Luke, Lucas described that initially it was written as uh, Wookiees, that this was going right, to be. Right, right. And that it he, he added the cute aspect in because essentially he... <laughs> I mean, to him, these are kind of it's a it's a children's story. It's a fan. It wasn't right. meant to be like what it what we want it to be <laughs> for him. Right, it right. was his his intentions were very different. So, yep. those are the top three, and then I'll go in the the 
in the, from bottom and work my way to Rogue One. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Now, I, I think most people think something different for this one. What I think is by far the worst Star Wars movie uh-huh. is the last one, The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. That is the biggest just shit all over my childhood like, <laughs> yes every our, 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 our list matches so far I, uh, I i mean that is an abomination i mean that is like I, they had the most important movie like, yeah like for for a generation to make yeah and this is what they had I saw that with Joe in the theaters, and she was furious oh, coming man. out of that movie. She that was makes me so not, angry. Not happy to know, but <laughs> yeah. at least somewhat, yes. Yeah. I, I'm not alone Vindicated. in my, yeah, just <laughs> right. vile yeah. disgust for what happened there. <laughs> All right, what's next? <laughs> um, and then Attack of the Clones, which is, is just a piece of shit in general. It's just a terrible Interesting. movie. It, it, okay. it, it is not a, it's just not a good, I cannot think of... That's another movie, like, it didn't, like, anger me, uh-huh. but I'm trying to think of anything I liked about it, and I really can't. Yeah. I can't think of one thing that it's like, oh, that was cool, or no, uh-huh. it, it was, like, terrible. Um, All right. Well, we, we diverged. Joe had that one further up in the list. Oh, oh really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Keep uh, going. Then is um, The Phantom Menace, which... Okay. I, part of that... Um, it's just boring. I just think yeah. it's, it's just a boring movie. Um, the, the, just going back to what you said about George Lucas uh, saying this is a movie for kids, that movie starts with Senate trade disputes yeah, and, and some trade federations. Like, who is this for? That was a part that actually confused me about his comment is that what you're right. referring to right there, it's a lot of like trade embargoes <laughs> and like filibustering in the Senate. <laughs> A vote of no confidence is the the pivotal <laughs> plot point in that movie. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, I took... Uh, oh, and... Uh, yeah, I have a side note about that. Is that... Okay, uh-huh. so... When that came out, I mean, I was super uh-huh. excited, right? And Oh, I, yeah. And I, I was a youth pastor at a church. And I just like... Uh-huh. Like, these... You know, these kids didn't grow up in Star Wars, so I was just saying how oh, this is gonna be like the greatest movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I really paid for that comment uh-huh. years later because um, it it was just like, yeah, it was boring. Yeah. It had like one cool part to it, but that's the only re- <laughs> that's what redeemed it. Yeah. Um, All right. So after clones, you got. Um. Yeah. Where was I? Um. Then um, the the Han Solo movie is after ah, that, which okay. I think could have been a cool movie, but mm-hmm. they changed directors like at the very end, if you right. remember correctly. And they made, mm-hmm. um, for some reason, um, Miller and Lord, I think we're probably making a pretty entertaining movie. And then I guess um, K- Kennedy and her crew decided, no, it's not like whatever enough. And they got Ron Howard in at the last moment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who's, you know, a good director. He's fine sure. director, but I don't think it made us. It's not the movie's nothing special, and it really didn't yeah. add anything. I think in terms of understanding Han Solo or 
you know. <laughs> it added Woody Harrelson into the Star Wars <laughs> canon as a person, which the, one of my pet peeves, and we might talk about this later, but one of my pet peeves with all the modern Star Wars movies is all the big name actors that have wound their way in there. And yeah, you know, and I guess I guess Harrison Ford was was a well-ish known actor when it came up, but Star Wars has always felt like you know the sort of lesser named. Folks, and it's always it's it's one of the things that just pulls me out of the movie because I'm seeing like Precisely. you know jewels from Pulp Fiction now is <laughs> wielding a, a, a lightsaber and Woody from Cheers <laughs> is is some some guy now in Solo. So yeah, I've always, I've always kind of been bugged by that a little bit. Agreed. No, it it, yeah. it does distract from it. I, I I totally agree. And and Lucas, I think originally did want. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which would would choose. I mean, he didn't have like Star Wars, the original one, didn't have a lot of star power in it. I mean, Sir Alec Guinness was the most famous actor in it, and he was hardly he was hardly like a Hollywood a lister or any. You know, he wasn't like yeah (laughs) the leading man. And he also didn't want to be in it. He was like, "This what is this garbage movie I'm in? (laughs) This is how I go out." (laughs) Anyway. All right, so you've got the solo one. What's what comes? What's the next bat or the bat, better than solo? Yeah, no, I went back and forth about this one actually, but it's the cartoon, the Clone Wars. The one. okay, um, it it was it's again it's it's a adequate movie. Um, it was true to the story, and it did lead into a successful cartoon series that um, mm-hmm. kind of kept Star Wars going. And I liked yeah. I liked the animated. Clone Wars mm-hmm. thing. I think that's it's yeah. some of it's pretty good. And then I did um The Last Jedi. Okay. And that's an interesting one too because I think that is a well-made film, but it is so like left field for the rest of the 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 rest of the saga because it, uh-huh. it 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 changed a bunch of stuff and then they went in and reversed it all again like they <laughs> they, they they gave him kind of I think a pretty free reign like to like uh-huh. make an interesting story and it's not a perfect one by any means yeah but it added some elements to it and then they decided nah so they kind of sabotaged <laughs> yeah. him in that way because he's a good uh-huh. he's a good filmmaker so that yeah. would leave then uh, Revenge of the Sith after that one so what do i have interesting there? that's and you and i actually saw that movie together if you remember correctly that was i don't remember seeing that movie <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the highlight of my summer no we, we actually did we neither of us had seen it we're like oh should we go see this and we're like okay yeah and then we yeah i remember yeah it was huh. yeah but I actually have watched that again and several times, and I, I know a lot of people uh-huh. don't think much of it, but I think it actually yeah. is feels like a Star Wars movie to me. And yeah, um, I I bought it. I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, so that leaves oh, that Force leaves the Force Awakens, right? yeah, right. Which okay, which is basically like Star Wars part. Two. I mean, it's essentially a re- right, right. It's essentially a remake of the first one. <laughs> I know, <laughs> which is a good story. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you're gonna remake something, and you know, it's that was totally. a good, that was so it's it's a it's kind of a modern, <laughs> mm-hmm. modern version. I don't know. It's, yeah. It, yeah. Basically, it's just it's 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 a it's a clone of yeah, of, of, yeah, of yeah. the original just with like bigger things and completely and new characters and some of our favorites so yeah 
Um, All right. Well, we diverged quite a bit there. So I'll just read in, in order from best to worst the predicted list that, uh, that oh, yeah. we had for you. Um, uh, number one, Empire. Two, A New Hope. Yep. Three, Return of the Jedi. Four, Rogue One, obviously. <laughs> uh, then we had um, Revenge of the Sith as number five. Oh, yeah. We had Solo as number six. Huh. Uh, we had The Force Awakens as number seven. Um, Attack of the Clones is number eight. What? Phantom Menace, number nine. <laughs> the Last Jedi, number ten. The Rise of Skywalker, the bottom. We did not put the Clone Wars one in there. We, we didn't okay. uh, have yeah, that one. Which, so. Fair enough. I mean, that's not... Yeah. I, I, you know, it, I put it there because it does essentially count. Um, yeah. Essentially, yeah. essentially, you know, what they mean by, like, the canon, right? The sacred right, canon right. of Star Wars yeah. bric-a-brac <laughs> yeah. um, that we have to protect, so... So we pretty much agree on the first three, Rogue One, and that Rise of Skywalker is the absolute worst. But, but that's, yeah, and, th- and that's a good point, because if you go, that's interesting, because when you go and search, like, other rankings yeah. of people, uh-huh. they're all over the place. And Rogue One, yeah. actually, it is to some people, they think, this is the worst one of the batch. And other, and other people think of it highly, as I do, so. Yeah, I mean, here here's maybe my guess, and I don't... I, I'm just going to put this out there as a guess for why maybe we're aligned on, on these things. First of all, like there's no getting around the originals, right? I mean, those are always going to hold a kind of special place in, you know, yeah, everything is measured from that. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I think the reason rogue one is so high for me is it felt it's, it's in the universe, but not weighed down by the Skywalker saga um, and all the expectations that gets placed on those characters right. and everything. So you get to just experience the world, um, and it's a great tie-in to the, the first movie, you know, where that one ends, yep. where Rogue One ends is where A New Hope begins. Yeah, so, almost immediately, yeah. Um, and there's just there's tons of like Star Wars fan payoffs in in this movie. So even you know even if you're you know just watching it barely paying attention, you're like oh there's that you know there's the blue milk from you know <laughs> Amperu right like that makes an appearance in this movie. Um, and then I think you know Rise of Skywalker being at the bottom, it's like I, <laughs> such heightened like finally we get to the end right and yeah. It, it isn't what we wanted, and and so it's it's trash. But I mean, it's trash for more reasons than just that. But I think that is a, a factor. I mean, that's probably something for another. <laughs> that 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 to me could be like yeah, failed endings mm-hmm. to <laughs> to a series. Right, right. Because right. I, I I I have lots of theories and feelings about why I thought that just was uh-huh. did not yeah did, did not do what it's supposed to do. So for people who are not familiar with the movie or the backstory, um, yeah. I should probably at least give some some description of Rogue sure. One and why it exists. Mm-hmm. And actually, all right, th- this is this is a nerdy Star Wars thing <laughs> I did. There was actually a book <laughs> that came out right before the movie came out, which huh. is the backstory <laughs> to Rogue One of like really? of like how did you know. Basically, it's about Jalen Urso. So mm-hmm. he is um, the guy who designed the Death Star. 
Right. And the big question for centuries <laughs> among Star Wars fans <laughs> has been, why did they build the Death Star that you could blow it up by shooting it in the exhaust pipe, right? Yeah. How is that so possible? When- and it bugged people. Yeah, someone finally decided to like close that little uh, plot hole yeah, for us. Yeah, I think seriously, as far as I know, that's why they did this, is or why mm-hmm. they made this story, and they actually made it into a story story because we just mm-hmm. know from the scrolling credits, like some rebels stole the plans, right? Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, and then it leads you to think like, well, why? Like, why could the Death Star be blown up at all? Right? It would. Yeah. Like it yeah. just. <laughs> <laughs> how could, how why would they you know so and this and this so this story tells us why that um in right. the book describes that he was he was basically coerced into doing this right and then right. um he he quit and mm-hmm. hid um because he knew it was wrong and he he was a peaceful man and he he wanted no he wanted no part in the empire so he he lived mm-hmm. in that kind of that kind of sh- gray area like between the old republic and the empire right right we're, we're, he's we're like not a, everyone was happy with the change of command <laughs> he's a nazi who feels a little bit bad about what he's done <laughs> i mean he he's yeah i mean he's not even yeah he he was just a scientist who yeah who got yeah. who got roped into this program and then decided it's bad and then got out and then they found him so <laughs> right right so his way of kind of you know, knowing that they were going to kill him or whatever anyway, mm-hmm. um, he, he basically sabotaged it. He, he, right. s- since he was the, he was the guy who knew everything about it. They couldn't mm-hmm. figure out that he'd built essentially. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know what these, like, uh, <laughs> in like the blueprint review meetings, someone's <laughs> like, Hey, what's this, um, uh, exhaust port. Don't ask about that. Uh, <laughs> It's. I don't have time to explain it to you. It's kind but of above your yeah. You technical won't get prowess. it. But it's totally yeah. needed. And if we didn't have it, it would just yeah. yeah. What, what 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 are the dimensions on that? About four meters wide. Um, what if we bump that up to five? Why? Oh, no reason. <laughs> He's got a blueprint of a, a photon torpedo yeah. with dimensions on it right there. No reason. <laughs> so. So that so that is essentially why this movie was made, and like why the Death Star can be blown up is is that right. the guy who just des- designed it, you know, <laughs> yeah. hated the Empire and uh-huh. was was gonna, was gonna make a way to, you know, and of course this is a fine explanation. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. like most of Star Wars, it's <laughs> it's really over overly complicated, really in some yeah. ways. <laughs> like everything they do, it's unnecessarily uh-huh. kind of like. <laughs> Like, like, you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, just I, I know we're kind of setting up the story here, and I don't want to derail it, but just because it's part of that point, like the fact that at the end of Rogue One, their data archives are just on another planet that I guess they don't have like a network or Wi-Fi, like they can't access this crap from some central like command. A, it's like on a floppy disk or a hard drive. Or something. Yeah, they literally have to fly to the planet to access the data. Anyway, but yes, go on. No, no and more to that point, like to, to transmit the signal, she has to like first go to the top of the skyscraper <laughs> And start it up, and then go to the other thing to aim the antenna. They're not yeah. even, they, you can't even do it from the inside of the building. I know, I know. There is a lot, in, and I think this is, I, I'd have to really think about this, but 
it seems like there's a lot of that stuff in the newer Star Wars, which is like, well, you have to jump, you have to walk over to this part so that you're oh, at yeah. the end of this rickety platform so that at some point we can shoot it and it'll be harrowing for you. <clears throat> no, and and, I mean, and and that comes from even the beginning where like yeah. Obi-Wan has to like sneak onto that like really narrow bridge to turn off the tractor beam in this That's one true. the That's one true. place in the whole Death Star where you could do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's just part of this universe that we yeah. accept and love that things are like preposterously designed and like they don't put guardrails on anything and like yeah. you know, that's just part of their charm. It it could be that like one of their you know the guiding principles for the uh, empire is like good exercise, so everything takes a lot of steps to get to. But clearly there is no OSHA there because people are falling off shit all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, where were we? Uh, so, yeah, so that's how the uh, so the movie begins where. Um, the guy in charge of the entire project, uh, right. Krennic, played by the right. w- wonderful Ben Mendelsohn, yes. um, uh, hunts him down with his like his his guys and um, yeah. bring, brings them back to the project. So then, um, the heroine, our protagonist of the story, or one of them, uh, mm-hmm. Jin, mm-hmm. Um, she goes into hiding and. Right. Um, it, it explains in the book too, like why Saw Guerrera and Galen know each other, and yeah, uh-huh. that 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 whole backstory there. But it's really not yeah. that important to the. I mean, yeah, it, it, if people get hung up about that in the movie, I mean, there's other things that yeah. are more <laughs> worthy to <laughs> get hung up about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did have the thought, and I know like Jin already knows Saw. Like he's not this new person to her, but like I did see when Forrest Whitaker's face is peering down at her through the, the you know, uh, he's like, "Come with me, child." I'm like, "I'm not going with you, buddy." <laughs> However old she is, you know, six years old or something yeah, like that. I like, think she's, yeah, she's six or yeah, yeah, six or eight. Like, I can't remember. I'll wait here for my dad, who's never coming back, <laughs> rather than go with you. Yeah, I, I think I'll go with those nice stormtrooper guys instead. <laughs> They've got cool looking armor. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was so she is raised for most of her life uh, as with this kind of fanatical rebel leader, right. and then mm-hmm. he basically, she's. I mean, we we find on the dialogue later of why he kind of abandoned her. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because she she would be a commodity that <laughs> that they would use as leverage i would think um yeah what one of the ongoing themes in the star wars universe is some somebody having to wa- raise someone else's kid because they're in <laughs> hiding like, wow i never thought of that. <laughs> it's always like i got this kid now great uh at some point stormtroopers are going to come looking for him thanks i guess i'll just live in fear of that day <laughs> you know that's true actually of a lot of children's stories when you think about it you know, huh, like yeah. a lot of orphans or people uh-huh. or like foster parents, you know, like Harry Potter. Uh-huh. It's essentially, yeah. you know, he's at that magic yeah. age that yeah, um, children's stories start 12 year old mm-hmm. orphan kid <laughs> who mm-hmm. has some kind of gnarly power. Um, <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, so then the movie just kind of picks up where she, you know, essentially kind of it's looks like a criminal or a petty criminal or right. something like that. Yeah. Um, and in the background, the Republic, the resistance has been building and right. um, word has gotten out. Yeah, evidently the Death Star is a secret project. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that it... We, it, it <laughs> we find out later that <laughs> when... Uh, um, uh, Orson Krennic goes to <laughs> goes to talk to Darth Vader. Yeah, basically to say, so this is still my job, right? Because like Tarkin's <laughs> really trying to take it away from me, and and Vader's just like the project doesn't exist. It's like we just told the Senate, you know, that it doesn't exist, and here you are blowing up towns with it. He's like, oh, it was Tarkin's idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Again, secret project, uh, and the Empire hasn't quite taken hold of the Senate yet, apparently. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. I, again, that's... I would have actually loved more of the background of the politics of this era rather than this, this story. <laughs> that would have been... That was the one thing that was missing. <laughs> oh, God. I, I wanted to see some of the... the the lead up to some intergalactic election like just like talking heads and pundits going back yeah i'd like to see some of the subcommittee Uh, reports and find out (laughs) you know you've got you've got some jedi being like uh this is not the senator you're voting for oh this is not the senator i'm voting for (laughs) doing mind tricks on everybody yeah they could be the lobbyists of the galactic world yeah, why didn't Jedi's become lobbyists? They would have been great at that. Yeah, that's a actually that's a fan fiction. I'm writing that down right now. Fan I mean, fiction. the Phantom, <laughs> the, the Obi Wan and and um, uh, Qui Gon from Phantom Menace were not at all interesting characters. They could have easily been lobbyists. Yeah, that, <laughs> I guess that's what they're kind of doing if you think about it. Oh yes, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, it doesn't make sense. Why did they send Jedi's? How did they know they were Jedi's? None of it makes sense. It's so dumb. Oh, can we get back to this good movie? Yes, and I can tell you why. All right, I'm going to start building. I mean, I personally, I don't like to talk about, like, there's going to be spoilers galore. If you haven't seen any Star Wars movies, like, I don't know why you're... <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. No, and you, and you should go... I mean, if you haven't seen Star Wars by now, I don't... <laughs> and I actually know people like that, and it's really I weird. Know. I have very mm. little to talk to them about in general um why i think this one worked is like i think actually you you brought up one interest you know one good point that i hadn't thought of a lot about is that it it's it steers it steers clear of the whole like yeah the chosen one the whole right business about um yeah the the balance of the force and all that mm-hmm. bric-a-brac it's mm-hmm. um there's not a whole lot of magic, you know, there's no magical yeah. characters in this story. Even, even, right. um, Chiruth. <laughs> yeah. Who is a guardian of the, um, so like there is a lot of like geeky <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> stuff know. in this, like uh-huh. what, what, what Jetta is, um, you know, the Kyber crystals are located mm-hmm. there, which are the right. only thing that can make a lightsaber turn on, mm-hmm. um, who, a- and who <laughs> actually is the most you know important thing to energize a Death Star. So they have right. that in common, right? It's the same, it's mm-hmm. the same power source. 
It's a really big lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? So, um, and, and I know that actually the whole idea of, um, like, that's the, the, they're guardians of the wills or whatever it's called. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That was actually originally, I think, if I read, I remember reading some stuff that Lucas, his idea of the force was way more complicated than what came out in the movies. And, and this was kind of, this was kind of the original idea. It was like this, this, it wasn't called the force yet. It was something else. Right. Um, But anyway, so these guys are kind of like priests basically. They're not, they're not Jedi's They're They, they, they protect this knowledge or whatever Mm -hmm. that, whatever it is. And, um, that that's what they're doing. That's what the empire is doing. There is they're just harvesting all this stuff. And I guess once right. they got what they wanted, they tested <laughs> they tested the Death, <laughs> Death Star yeah. out on it. Uh-huh. Um. So that's like the only kind of mystical thing in the story, really. Um, otherwise, yeah. what it t- and I remember after seeing this, I've seen them all in the theater. From mm-hmm. I mean, when I mean yeah. it's like when I was a kid, I saw the original mm-hmm. Star Wars as a kid when it's first yeah. run, all the way up till the latest terribleness. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I remember leaving this the movie theater thinking that was like it felt like a like a World War Two army, totally. you know, m- movie like that. I mean, like mm-hmm. a good one, like um, yeah, compared to like the Dirty Dozen or mm-hmm. Guns and Navarone or something like right. that, where like it's these group of people who are not at all remarkable in any way, just right. a bunch of soldiers, um, yeah. sent to get a specific thing done. Um, for the overall good of the war, right? right. It wasn't going to, whatever they were doing, um, wasn't going to end the war. Um, mm-hmm. It was just a piece of the puzzle and that there were sacrifices yeah. to be made. And in Rogue yeah. One, I never thought, you know, I never thought any of the, I mean, because we knew that, you know, they were going to die, but you never, right. it, it never felt like any of the characters were indispensable. It was all like mm-hmm. they each had a little part to play. Um, but none of them were, you know, overpowered in some way that they could take it on by themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and the critique about the movie is that we didn't have interesting full developed characters. And I think, well, that's, Mm -hmm. you don't really need it for this story. I mean, what, in fact, we probably got more background. I think we needed in, in, in terms of like Jin's her backstory. I don't, you know, I, I, to me, it wasn't necessary to, to the overall it didn't make me like her more or less because I knew that. I have a couple of thoughts on that. One I'll maybe we'll get to later, but um, I could have used a little bit more character development, at least for her. I, okay. I, I'm listening. She, she, you know, she fulfills the role of, you know, uh, she's our protagonist that we follow and she jumps in and like, you know, goes along with this whole thing. And, and there's a little bit of like, well, I'm going to go, see my dad and I haven't seen him for so I get why she's there and that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but I, I felt she was a little bit flat at times and, you know, she kind of steps into now I'm giving this big motivational speech and <laughs> right. You know, even at the council, like who, who is this kid? Like, why is this person like speaking up at this council with all the admirals and senators and generals and, and, and things like that. But it, you know, that's what happens in movies like this. So it wasn't, you know, unexpected. Um, I don't know. I, I could have used a little bit more from her. And then I, I think I would have felt a little bit more when she 
<laughs> when she uh, and Cass- Cassian uh, die at the end. Um, the the death that hit me the hardest is K two S O. Oh, totally. I almost. <laughs> like, I mean, I almost cried when that happened. Yeah. I felt like I felt like an empty spot in my soul. Uh, uh, I know. I like, know. So that, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean that. That's. Um, that is. So, I mean, that is a valid point. I'm not. I just for me, I didn't. I, I that, think that was basically right. the general. That was the general criticism. That yeah. There are no memorable right. characters from Rogue One. Um, so I, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I like Dirty Dozen might be a great um, comparison because you don't need developed characters for most of the squadron, right? But you do need like one or two, maybe. And yeah, so, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, I see what you're um, saying. But anyway, yeah. So I that was a minor complaint i had but otherwise but and i they did talk i think i i think they used world war ii as inspiration like one of the guys who shoot i can't remember who but he was like yeah we we thought we kind of saw this as a war movie um and i read at one point like they they took like world war ii footage and then like put stormtrooper helmets on people and they're like yeah it should kind of look like this wow (laughs) and it 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 did and Mm -hmm. um you know in terms of to me that's the like why I think it stands out too is I think it was it was a direction that, and maybe they still will, but um, kind of a it was a kind of a grown up Star Wars movie in that way. Yeah, it, it was not a kid's fantasy. It was right. It was a mission. It was there were losses. There were um, you know it's part heist movie. You know uh-huh. where they have to do like these ridiculous things to get the mm-hmm. the prize MacGuffin. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. and. I will argue too that the 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 third act of this movie is by far the best battle scenes of the entire Star Wars yeah story. I like the battle in Scarif, I can't think of anything that is done as well as that is from any yeah. of the movies including the first I, 3. I I totally agree and um <clears throat> I don't know who realized that what the world needed was uh, stormtroopers and AT-AT walkers fighting on a beach, beach? a tropical beach. <laughs> yeah. But boy, oh boy, when Wasn't I that saw cool? that, I was like, a hole in my life has been filled. Thank you. <laughs> that was, I mean, it was incredible. And and because so much of the stuff that we've seen from Star Wars in, in the past, it's either like, Stormtroopers in corridors, gray corridors, right? <laughs> um, it's dogfights in space. Yep. Um, or you get the sort of, you know, redwood forest stuff. Um, now, uh, the Hoth battle from Empire is pretty. Yeah, epic I would as say well. Hoth, the Hoths, that was the only thing I was going to almost yeah. redact my statement saying that uh-huh. Hoth was so cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would, the only reason I would think this was. I would put it higher is just that there's kind of like essentially like three battles going on at right. once of different mm-hmm. natures. There, there's, yeah. there's the battle in space for control of the access to the planet. Uh-huh. Right. Which, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to hand it to those, um, calamari people and Admiral Radis <laughs> because I mean, they just kick ass like in every movie and he gets, you know, Akbar gets yeah. made fun of a lot, but it's yeah. not fair. Cause they're like the only they're always like yeah let's go kill some people you know they're like they're always they're always like we would rather fight than just sit around and talk about stuff so 
<laughs> he when, um he took when, them off. When you said when you said the calamari folks, I thought you had gotten it wrong because I was like, there's no way that they could literally mean squid. <laughs> so I googled like Mon Calamari, you're right. <laughs> you did not. No, you never did. they've always <laughs> No, I. They've I always been I, an appetizer at like seafood <laughs> restaurants. I like my admirals breaded and fried. <laughs> no, I don't know why Lucas chose such an obvious like. Oh, it's not even subtle. I mean, it's like literally, yeah, like <laughs> he put calamari. All his, <laughs> he would must have been hungry, and he ordered something. It's like, what should we call these people? <laughs> It's kind of what's so great about the end of Return of the Jedi, too, where you've got the space bottle, you've got the battle down on Endor, and you've got Luke and, and Vader and the Emperor, right? So right. it's kind of like these three different settings. Um, and it gives you a chance, you know, as the viewer to be like, okay, now we're with um, uh, Jin and Cassian again, and they're doing some stuff, and now we're back <laughs> right. down on the beach, and there's explosions, and... Um, and now we're up in this in the in space and and that space the the shield around the planet was super cool and at one point they a couple of x wings like fall into it and yep. they just like skid they across skid the across surface it. that was such a cool uh, uh shot so and honestly one of my favorite things and I have no idea why is when they like shove that star destroyer into the other yeah. star destroyer <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> like that was just I don't know why was, the little kid in me just like got all excited and like that's just stupidly awesome for no good reason um, totally I mean and I think you know <laughs> star destroyers are always such imposing forces or presences in these movies that to see one get taken out uh, is is always cool and and it's it's a little bit like again going back to um return of the jedi right when the superstar destroyer like crashes into the death star it's like you just don't think that's gonna happen you know <laughs> this guy just pushes the ship into the other ship and yeah which crash. which i know this is unfortunately a piece of knowledge i learned in college but that <laughs> in like um you know around the british empire um, when naval power was the power in the world. Um, you mean British sea power? Yeah, British, like the ban. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, that was actually something they did. They have little huh. ships that pushed other ships into you know, the enemy. Huh. Yeah, it was an effective way you know, to take out you know, your enemy. Um, yeah. You know, or else they would literally set ships on fire and then right. like burn, and just send them in the middle. So like those kind of tactics, that's actually yeah. not like that is not fantasy. I mean, essentially that was you know, if you want to, yeah, they just they're stealing things from real life. You know, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, the rebels are effectively guerrillas, right? They're yeah, the smaller, and I think- the weaker force, and you have to use that sort of like cunning and and frankly. Um, extreme <laughs> ways of fighting, you know, reminds me of the, you know, the battle in the Pacific a little bit for in World War II, right? And and Japan trying what it could against, um, yeah, you know, a much superior force. So, and I think that's, um, I think that's the other thing about this movie is it does show, um, yeah, that that the people who are on. The Rebel Alliance, I mean, have mm-hmm. have the have definitely the the worst weapons. They're undermanned. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. like people's dads and uncles fighting. <laughs> um, you know, and 
it it does show that kind of yeah like almost like the i don't know revolutionary war or something when the colonies right, right. were fighting the the height of the british empire uh-huh. with guerrilla warfare and you right. know like tactics that you know were what they had available you know just farmers yeah. and you know their yeah. hunting rifles uh-huh. up against trained you know militia and stuff and um well and you see again going back to scarif we could talk the whole show about the battle on scarif but yes. um when <clears throat> i what i think it's jin it's it's either jin or cassian who says to the guys who are going to go out on the ground like make 10 men look like 100 yeah it was yeah right? it was, it was, so it was all, cassian yeah that they yeah. were cuz they're trying to convince them yeah like you know we got the jump on them they're definitely right. i mean she says that she's like they're not expecting us to no. do anything like this so no. they're going to spread out cause havoc Thinking, you know, they're all, they know they're not coming back. There's no right. way. And they yeah. have one job to do. And yeah. that's, that's, that's the whole point of the story. And that's why I think the ending wasn't like surprisingly un-Disney mm-hmm. <laughs> in that it let them all die, which was the yeah. only way to end this movie. If anyone totally. survived, it would have sucked. And I would put it yeah. back at the back of the pack there. <laughs> Yeah, but, the, but it ended the way it should have ended. That these people made a sacrifice for the greater cause, um, yeah. and that and that's what made it meaningful. Yeah, you know, like the did you yeah did you read that the original ending was a happy ending? Um, yeah, yeah, because they thought, well, there's no way Disney's going to exactly go for it. Yeah, and then the producers really got behind the 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 ending that we have and were able to get it pushed through. Thank God. Yeah, exactly. It would it would have not made again, it wouldn't have made sense. It's it's just like why for instance the rise of Skywalker pisses me off. One of the, <laughs> one of the one of the thousand reasons is they brought Palpatine back, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it made like Darth Vader's sacrifice and re- Jedi useless. You know, yeah. that was that was the whole point. Like his redemptive his redemptive move <laughs> Was to, you know, sacrifice his life to, you know, kill the emperor. And then they bring fucking Palpatine, you know, so that that's why I'm we're, anyway. We're, we're going to play a game on this podcast called uh, How Can Glenn Trigger Chris on Star Wars Things? What else can I bring up that's going to trigger that emotion? It's not that hard to do. It's really not. It's just like shooting fish in a barrel for me. Like, now nah, there's lots of points, but it, so yeah. So when I compare, when I compare to Rogue One to the other movies, yeah. um, it's it's a much. I mean, it's an effective. It's it's more effective storytelling. And yeah, you mm-hmm. have to like, if people don't get their hands dirty, if they don't. You know, war war should be awful. We should not right. want wars. I mean, we yeah. shouldn't. And the cost that people, you know, it's a heavy price to pay to mm-hmm. do what's right sometimes. But it's yeah. but but you never second guess yourself thinking it's not worth it. Of course, it's worth it. You have to stop right. evil people and evil things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it it we don't. I mean, that's why. I don't know. I, here's a question for you. Do you think movie making in general is, <laughs> is it more realistic or less realistic than it used to be? Or is it just the same, but different? <laughs> you know, in the, in the terms yeah. of, are we allowed to tell stories? Now, I'm, I know that independent filmmakers can do whatever they want. We, have, we, get, yeah. we get movies like The Lighthouse, right? Which, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> 
have more very, realistic or very, less realistic there, yeah, Chris. They have very <laughs> bleak endings, but like, yeah. can can blockbusters do it? Because um, we're talking about again, like a very a very valuable property, like yeah, yeah Star Wars, yeah. which is a yeah. money making machine, um, and yet it's it, it is. Does that prohibit then you making bold choices because you're kind of tied to? I think so. Of of, I, of marketing and you're tied to worldwide box office and everything else. I think in this case of Star Wars, absolutely, um, and I think that's why <clears throat> we get this movie because it's outside of the nine picture story arc, right? Um, uh, I mean, heck, even like, oh man, I may be mis. You're gonna have to tell me if I'm misremembering this, but <laughs> like they kill off Han Solo in what episode eight or seven? Seven. So they, it, yeah, and, his his yeah. son his son kills him. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then doesn't he somehow make an appearance back? He does. In, yeah. And, and he's not. He's not like. Here's yeah. So why'd you do that, Glenn? <laughs> All right, ding ding, another point. <laughs> He's not a freaking Jedi, so he shouldn't be able to like yeah. project himself into stuff like that. He's just a guy, yeah. you yeah. know. And so yeah, but, Harrison Ford shows up, totally yeah. is fan service, and not yeah. even fan service that we. I don't appreciate it. It would have been. Right, right. I know that Harrison Ford himself thought Jedi. He should have died. And mm-hmm. that would have been that would have been pretty cool, actually, in a way yeah. that that character yeah. sacrificed himself again for mm-hmm. this 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 cause, this you know this yeah this I, this this thing, right? I think I think you know uh, I think these big franchises, no one ever dies. They all if you don't see the body, they come back, and even when you do see the body, they're probably going to come back, right? We've seen that in all the MCU movies. All like, the MCU's will, live up, yeah, exactly. No one, yeah, does. Th- they either surprise, surprise, they were in a cargo shoot and came out after the explosion was done, or they're back in another way, right? They've yeah. manifested their being in something else. So, I do think that it's harder for it to be more realistic and for me it takes a lot of the emotional weight out of it right like there's no suspense it's well, just it totally how, doesn't. how are they going to pull this off right um no if you know like it, yeah no death is, if no death is essentially meaningful in any way yeah th- there's right. there's no th- it it does there is no suspense there's nothing for you to care what happens because right. you know at the next movie they'll be back yeah and another adventure um and, and i think that's why like uh, I, I think that's why Game of Thrones was so compelling mm. for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's when true. Jesus it it kills off its who you think is its main character yeah. in the first season, <laughs> and then it's just like each week it's like what main person's gonna die this week? You no, know, that's um, true. No one, yeah, no one was safe in that world at all. Yeah, and I, I uh, do think that did lend to its mm-hmm. its its popularity because it was unusual. <laughs> It was very unusual in that sense that yeah. people could be gone and be gone for good. Um, right, right. Yeah. In, in superhero movies, that's not true at all. Um, right. And it shouldn't have happened in Star Wars. I mean, nobody, like, yeah. I, they, they even brought back um, Darth Maul. I guess he didn't mm-hmm. die. Hmm. You know, he just got, like, robotic well, was- legs or something. <laughs> 
because <sighs> they're they're bringing him back for you know the next movie in, in the anthology series is the Obi Wan Ben Kenobi movie. Oh yeah, that's right. And I'm pretty sure Darth, Darth Maul's in that. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and okay. and I'm not that excited to see it, which is yeah. which is I've 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 learned to um, protect myself from disappointment now and not um, <laughs> yeah. not trust these things. Um, yeah. I think though that like war movies too fall victim to this, you know, if the dirty dozen was made today, I wonder how many of those guys would have walked <laughs> yeah. out of there, you know? Yeah. Um, but you, they make you feel it right. Every time. Oh, that guy's dead now. Okay. Nope. Now the other guy's dead now, you know? No. It, it, like, yeah. It sucked when like all, you know, in rogue one is the characters, they each got their death scene. Right. And mm-hmm, they each, mm-hmm. you know, did what they were supposed to do. And then they, yeah. Um, until the very end. Um, yeah. And that, that, that made it, that made it worth it in the, in the, this, this last tr- trilogy, you know, the, mm-hmm. with Ray and Kylo yeah. Ren and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, there was no point in those three movies where I felt Ray was in any, was in any real danger. Of course not. Like the main, the main antagonist, Kylo Ren. I mean, she mm-hmm. kicked his ass every single time. There was no right. point where, I thought, yeah, she's going to be in trouble and she, you know, something's going to happen to her. It's like, no, here's what's going to, you know, she'll have some new power that we didn't know about and then (laughs) she'll be able to like do it again. And that's not, I mean, that's just bad writing. Did you ever watch the, Jesus, we're talking about so many things other than this movie, but (laughs) did you ever watch the HBO show True Blood? Yeah. Not all of it, but yeah, I did. No, it was it pretty much fell apart after the first few seasons, but <laughs> but they did this thing that's kind of like what you're talking about, which is like, oh, and now in season three, we realize that this character has this other superpower yeah. that hasn't been even discussed for the last two seasons, and now her brother <laughs> is a freaking panther. Oh, we didn't know, that. you know, like it's just like we need to write these uh, solutions to problems to get them. You know, it's like everything is. <laughs> I can sometimes take like one uh, Deus Ex Machina solution, but when every problem is solved that way, it becomes pretty tiresome. And, that, and that's actually my the reason why I had no interest in the whole Harry Potter series, honestly, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. incredibly, obviously, one of the most popular yeah. series of books ever. And uh-huh. I think they're kind of boring. Um, mm-hmm. I, I will make that ultra controversial statement. Um, yeah. <laughs> that. For that reason, for like mm-hmm. every single book, there's like some new thing. Oh, like now you have this device that can reverse time or, right. you know, oh, yeah. or, or like you could, no, you can teleport into this other place now, you know, it's yeah. like, well, yeah. where the, where was that in the first story? Or It's just, they're, they're playing D and D and they're leveling up their characters. <laughs> hey, I got new spells. That's totally what it is. That's totally what it is. Yeah. Oh, why didn't I see that? You've uncovered the truth of that. So, Chris, uh, um, I really want to know if you found a key scene in this movie. I could not. I I didn't know what I would pick, so I'm really curious what what you've selected. Yeah, and it's not not a long scene by any means. Uh And, and, you know, this isn't isn't like a dialogue-driven... Story, right? I mean, that's not it's my, my my blaster does my talking for me. <laughs> you know, it's not that. Yeah, that stuff isn't critical, but it does bring up, I think, 
some of the themes of this movie. And mm-hmm. what it is, it is um, they've just gone to the um, planet where they were, where all the engineers were, right? And they were supposed yeah. they were mm-hmm. supposed to go. Cassian's job yeah. was to assassinate or to you know right. to, to take out Galen, um, mm-hmm. and um, that's a secret mission. He only he's the only one that actually knows it. But then right, right, you know, they figured out like that's yeah. what, that he's going to pull the trigger. Um, he doesn't, and then they have you know a, a pretty decent battle that goes on yeah. there, um, <laughs> and and then they get back to their their ship, and like Jin just looks at him. He's like, "Well, what?" And like she knows that he was there yeah. to you know to kill him, and he's like, "You're just in mm-hmm. shock. You don't know what the hell yeah. you're talking about." Right, right. Um, and then they have this this back and forth. Uh huh. Um, you know, like she, for instance. She just found out her dad wasn't just like a total asshole, right? <laughs> she, right. Her, her whole life, she uh-huh. she didn't really know. I mean, what what ha- you know? She didn't. To our yeah. knowledge, she had no idea what her dad was even up to. I don't know. Does yeah. Um, and then Cassian explains that he's been in this war basically his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 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 commentary is, you know, he's 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 trying to he's trying to say like, you know what? Like we've all made sacrifices. I have mm-hmm. too. You're not the only one in this ship that is that is right. that has had to deal with this. You know, indicating that he's you know, and he's other things. We we see him, and this is see this is why the scene pays off. It's because we mm-hmm. our introduction to him is on that trading outpost or whatever. Yeah, and he and he kills his informant. Right. right. Right, like already, this is not a kids' movie. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like it, yeah. it, it eliminates any doubt that the <laughs> that that the 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 ends they will take, at least yeah. for him, to what the cause to what the cause means is that yeah they will the, they will do it. This is definitely a Han shot first situation. There is no Isn't it? editing this yeah. in post. Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, totally. So. The fa- so we already have that established that that mm-hmm. this scene can actually pay off, and it is a discussion about is it worth it to sacrifice so much for a cause you believe in that you think is right, right. Mm-hmm. and I think that is that's kind of like the undercurrent of of this movie. It's not mm-hmm. about Death Stars, and it's not about daughter father relationships i mean it's about yeah. it's 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 about the rebellion right and mm-hmm. that this is the first time you really see um you know how it, we don't you know because we start in star wars we just kind of jump into it right so yeah. we don't we don't so there's that gap between mm-hmm. sith and even the clone wars to uh-huh. how the um how this all happened and the fact mm-hmm. that you, you you know it's something that you think about, um, you know, just studying history, right? Like the French resistance when mm-hmm. they were an occupied country by the Nazis. And then so many, you know, there were the people who collaborated with the Nazis. Right. And then there's a resistance, right? And, um, you know, families were torn apart. There was, there was spies, there was espionage, there was death. Mm-hmm. There, there was mm-hmm. a heavy cost that um, these people did, um, you know, to, 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 to fight evil basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's star Wars, right? It's not, <laughs> it's, but it, it, it does, I think to me, it's the most human, it's the most kind of 
<laughs> earthbound element of the film is that discussion that they have. I think it's key because, mm-hmm. you know, for one, there like we don't have a lot of dialogue to choose from. I, I did not think that the plea in that little gathering on um, Yavin 4, where she's trying to explain <laughs> what... I don't think that's the key scene, because that, that's <laughs> no. just... Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's kind of a... Like you said, I mean, that's kind of a stupid scene, yeah. really. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's the dialogue that moves the plot along. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's basically mm-hmm. there just so we could have yeah. a reason to go to <laughs> Scarif. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> where this, 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 this describes not... This is more about the characters and more about motivations mm-hmm. and more about the intensity to what mm-hmm. they will do. And yeah. you realize that, yeah, Cassian's not, he's not fucking around. I mean, he's, right. <laughs> this, this is life or death for him. And the fact that he showed also, he hesitated and he didn't shoot him, right. you know, mm-hmm. so that it does right. show that another element to his character that maybe yeah. he did believe her. I- um because yeah. it's, it's it's so funny. It's like, well, did you did you save that little hollow disc thing? She's like, well, no. And it's like, so yeah. what 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 are we supposed to do? Like, why do you? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what. Yeah, that's that's what it was for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I do think that was, um, you know, be, besides the 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 death of um, the robot. Oh yeah, <laughs> the most emotional K two S O. Yeah, besides the that death, um, yeah. that was the most emotionally charged scene. In the movie. I yeah, I think it's a good pick, and and um, I think I think it was good that they also left it somewhat unresolved. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, because I was kind of I was kind of on his side. I'm like. <laughs> Jin, you're being a little bit naive. Now I get that your father just died, so you're afforded some slack there. But <laughs> I, you know, she was sort of like, kind of, you know, why would why would you have even gone along with that, right? And he's right. like, hey, I didn't do it. Okay, I changed my mind. You know, something about it, you know, made me decide to do it. And he makes the point too. He's like, I just disobeyed a direct order, right? You don't even know what, yeah, be, you know. And then I thought he had a really good. One of his lines was good. He's like, you don't just get to pick and choose when something becomes important to you you know he's like i've been living this battle my whole life yeah his whole life six years old right my father was living proof and you put him at risk that's what alliance bombs that killed him i had orders orders that i disobeyed but you wouldn't understand that orders when you know they're wrong you might as well be a stormtrooper what do you know we don't all have the luxury of deciding when and where we want to care about something. <laughs> Suddenly the rebellion is real for you. Some of us live it. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. You're not the only one who lost everything. Some of us just decided to do something about it. You can't talk your way around this. So I, you know, I felt like she is not a hundred percent right. I think, you know, he also is, you know, not a hundred percent right. And I think they both kind of question, um, (laughs) to a certain extent. I think that's why he 
and all of the volunteers maybe come and decide to join because he's been thinking about, gosh, is this really what it comes to, to, to win? Um, and I think she sort of comes around a little bit too and yeah. realizing, you know, what they've been doing and how important it is. And then, you know, choosing to be, you know, to sacrifice at the end. So, um, it's good that they didn't sort of wrap it all up right there and have one of them be like, Oh yeah, I see. I see your point. Okay. I was wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think that does, I mean, just the ambiguity of mm-hmm. sometimes these decisions, right. Or like, yeah, does it, totally. does, <laughs> you know, is, is it, is it justifiable to, you know, in the, in yeah. the cause to like, to, to just like he did in the beginning of the movie, kill that guy. Is that right. something that you know, was that necessary or not? I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Backing up briefly from that key scene, uh, <laughs> there were a couple of things. So I love. I love the X wings flying through the rain. I thought that looked amazing. Um, I love that they show up when they do and then you get <laughs> some TIE fighters and whatnot. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of complaints I had about this. Sure. Uh, one is the sort of like, uh, action movie trope of, well, we just landed on this planet. We just got out of our ship. We just walked, you know, however many miles it was. And look, there just happened to be having a ceremony with the exact person <laughs> that we want to find outdoors in the open, right where we can see, you know, exactly. <laughs> and, and it just so happens to be when, uh, 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 uh Orson Krennic, uh, Krennic shows up also, uh, <laughs> and executes all of the, the other guys. So like, it was one of those, like, what impeccable timing they had, um, you know, and again, like I'll forgive it, those kinds of things. Cause it's, it's about moving along. We don't need to like get bogged down in a three week stakeout here. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, but my other, the other thing, and this is going to have to be a theme on this show for us is, uh, scenes in the rain where no one's using umbrellas. Cause like it is, it is pouring rain. Uh, why are they doing this ceremony outdoors? I know. Why are they standing outdoors? No, I mean, obviously there's no conceivable reason why they would not meet in a conference room in the office, right? I know. Bring everyone down to conference room. No, no, no. Just bring them out to the landing. No, just bring them out to the landing place where it's raining outside. Like, you know it's it'd be like, there. yeah, let's have a meeting out in the parking lot in the morning. <laughs> The big boss is showing up, so we're meeting in the parking lot. Yes, got it. So the really rolling out the red carpet here. So the district supervisor's coming, and I want all you peons to come out. (laughs) Sir, don't you think they're going to question how we run things? Or like, this is one of those things. Like, as a parent, right? If you show up at your house and your kids have been along, and they meet you outside and don't want you to go inside, it's like what has been happening inside this house, right? No, no. There's all sorts of crap like that. That's yeah. That's littered throughout this movie. Where again, it's just Star Wars, right? I mean, yeah. There's no rhyme or reason that yes, that it would happen the way it does. I mean, even the fact like oh, so right. And this actually, I I didn't notice until this time watching it. Like this is Uh part of that whole sequence where, so yeah, so Jin runs out and looks for him, right? 
Yeah. So then she looks across this chasm. <laughs> yes. And she's over there like in five minutes and like climbs like <laughs> you, you, you can't see the bottom of the chasm and her she deduces that going all the way down and climbing all the way up is gonna be the so, shortest route. Right, on this dark rainy night with no umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Um and then climbs like this tower. I know. Um, uh yeah, no, it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. You'll get a pass, but. Yeah. It's. I'll, I'll tell you, though, one of my favorite things in this scene is uh, uh, Donnie Yen pulling out that, like, crossbow sort of weapon oh, that yeah. he's got and just, like, one shotting that <laughs> tie fighter. <laughs> that was awesome. Pretty like, much everything he did was just awesome in this oh, movie. Yeah, yeah, he was actually yeah. voted, of all the characters in this movie, he was voted fan favorite from star wars legions of fans yeah did you know that yeah and i i i I did see that and i this is probably a good segue to talk about some of the cast and the characters um i saw it was between you know donnie yen's character um or k2so alan tudyk's character yeah exactly (laughs) congratulations you are being rescued please do not resist and I'm with you, man. Those are the every time those guys were on the screen, I was tuned on. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. oh, and well, and Ben Mendelsohn, who I yes, that's I, true. He he really under. I think he also really understood the role. He has to play yeah. this arrogant <laughs> bastard who's like just interested in yeah himself, his mm-hmm. his reputation, everything, and he just plays it so well. Um, he's also just he's just a corporate guy, right? He's yeah. like he's playing the politics. He flies to meet with Vader so that he can stay in charge of his special project, you know. Yeah. And 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 Tarkin, right? As soon as Tarkin sees success, he's like, I think I'll be taking over now. It's like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, Mendelssohn was great. Um, I am embarrassed about this because I. Um, uh, Mendelssohn's accent in this movie to me felt a little in and out and I was like it's kind of weird and I had not realized that he's an Australian actor yeah, that's, I, I yeah he was that. an Australian TV and movies mm-hmm. how he gained his yeah. you know his fame as an actor so yeah he's mm-hmm. totally Australian that's why he was indecipherable <laughs> well, he <laughs> said Australian <laughs> I guess he said he he didn't want to try and do sort of the proper British yes standard accent, yep, so which he kind of went for something yeah. in between. Which he act. I mean, and strangely enough, I think that was actually a pretty good creative choice because uh-huh. his character is kind of outside the you know that kind of in crowd in the imperial. Again, yeah. this this is because I read the book before mm. this movie is that he mm-hmm. is he is kind of a low-born outsider trying to climb his way mm. in the in the organization right you know yeah. he didn't get the ivy league education <laughs> he went to community college and he's trying he's, to like he's got to prove not, himself he's he's not in skull and bones with the yeah, rest of the uh, exactly <laughs> harvard like, grads <laughs> so he's he yeah so his um yeah his i think his accent is is yeah. one of those actually strangely enough a good yeah <laughs> it was a good character choice but well and he's visually separated too right he's it, unless i'm mistaken he's the only one that dresses in white yeah he has that funky uniform and i for, <laughs> i forget what there's a again there's a meaning in the star wars universe for all that that's mm. that's ev- that 
people in the know like know what that is, and I can't remember. But there, there, every there is something about that. Does it mean he's a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> he's so dedicated to his work. He is. He's a eunuch. That's the. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna list some of the cast here, and we can talk about yeah. them because again, like I think they went out and they just got like. These are just like solid actors yeah, in a movie totally. that's just as it's just a stupid you know science fiction movie. <laughs> it's a space like, cowboy movie. Yeah, so they got Ben Mendelsohn. They have yeah. um, Forrest Whitaker, who I yep. just I just love Forrest Whitaker. I yeah, do. and and, uh-huh. and Mads Mikkelsen. Yes, um, Donnie Yen, um, mm-hmm. uh, D- Diego Luna. I only knew from Narcos. Did you ever? That's that's where I saw him. He was in. The, he was one of the drug smugglers i think in narcos oh i didn't i didn't recognize him from narcos but yeah, yeah i've seen that's that. that's the only part i'd ever seen him before and mm-hmm. um and then um alan um tudyk who's yep. um i honestly i think voice acting is, is yeah. actually in some ways harder sure be, because they have to convey obviously he's you know he's an android or whatever and uh-huh. he's got to convey so much just by talking. There's a 26% chance of failure. How much further? I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I never really come this way. We're close. We're close, I know that. Well, now there's a 35% chance of I failure. I don't want to know. Thank you. I understand. I like him as an actor. He was so awesome in... Um, uh, what is that horror movie that's the... Uh, oh, Dale uh, and, Tuck, um, Tucker and Dale, Dale versus Evil. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy's great. <laughs> yeah, he was and, great in that. And then... Um, even Felicity Jones, I think she's. Mm-hmm. A, I, I like her as an actress. Um, yeah. So again, not not like superstar power in this film, mm-hmm. but all of them, I think, because it's an ensemble cast, really, mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. everyone has a little their little part to play, and they really, to me, they really sell it. Um, I thought so too. I, I mean the 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 actors I recognize like you know Forrest Whitaker and Jimmy Smith who are sort of like, oh yeah I forgot uh, about Jimmy Smith who's yeah back. bigger names cool. who've yeah. who've been around for a while you know they do pull me out a little bit and even though I you know recognize a lot of these actors from different places they're not quite as jarring as the Sam Jackson in you know Phantom <laughs> you know in the you mean the, the guy prequels. from Snakes on a Plane and <laughs> <laughs> yeah and every single Tarantino movie <laughs> yes yeah um, no I I loved uh, the, the cast um, um, and uh, I loved the guy who played the uh, defector the um, the was it a Tie Fighter pilot or something like that Riz yeah Ahmed? he was I think it was a, yeah it was a shuttle pilot um, yeah yeah uh, Riz Ahmed yeah um, I thought bo- he was great Bodhi. yeah he was yeah. great as sort of this like. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know where yeah. I'm at. Like, what's going on? Like, he portrayed that really well. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then uh, Yang Wen, who played mm-hmm. Bay's um, Malbus again. Right, um, yeah. Played his part, like, yeah. where, like, I gave a crap what happened to he him. Was, he was great. I loved the relationship between him and, and Donnie Yen. That, um, was, that was a good part to this movie, actually. It really I, was. And that's another death you feel when, when Donnie Yen's character dies and he gets up and he's now he's finally sort of repeating the mantra. Right? Yeah, because... <laughs> I'm one with the Force and the Force is with me. <laughs> force is with me. I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. I'm one with the Force. Force is with me. 
And I'm one with the Force. Because we know um, there's a lot of... Um, the, these are characters that are actually not introduced to this movie, but previously existed in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. As so did Saw Gerrera. Um, mm-hmm. Where, like, they did... Um, you know, one of them, you know, is, is the believer in the Force and all that. And the other one's, like, just a skeptic. But yeah. he, like, feels like, you know... They, they have this kind of weird friendship. Mm-hmm. Not weird. Just weird that they're opposites, basically. Uh, yeah. But they actually really have care about each other, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So when his when his friend dies, and when he picks mm-hmm. up that awesome gun and just starts yeah. mowing down the, <laughs> the, the whatever the death troopers, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was it was um, meaningful in that regard in terms of yeah. just the narrative. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And we get a little predator tie-in with that gun. It reminded me of the oh, totally from <laughs> Jesse Ventura's minigun in Predator. It <laughs> was time. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. No, their um, actually, their relationship would be the one thing that you know would have been a that could even been a bigger part of the movie. Their friendship, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mm-hmm. have minded because. Mm-hmm. The, the way they played off each other and they made, um, so even though like, um, Chirut is this kind of serious monk kind of guy, he has mm-hmm. some of the funniest lines in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, remember <laughs> when they put the bag on his head? I was just going like, to say that. Yeah. Like, he's like, are you kidding me? I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh. like he, and he is like, I mean, he is such a good actor too. I, yeah. I, I, oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, like, he, I guess the two that they were considering for this role was Donnie Yen and Jet Li. Oh, um, right. And yeah. I guess Donnie Yen was on the fence about it for a while. Um, and basically, like, his his son was, like, such a huge uh, right. Star Wars fan that he was finally like, well, okay, I'll do it. And I'm like, of course you're going to do it. <laughs> you're... <laughs> You're, you get the chance to be awesome dad and be in a movie that your kid might actually want to watch. And, you know, um, I read that too, but, that he had to be um, yeah. Yeah, convinced by his son to, to mm-hmm. take the role. Cause he was yeah. like, no, I don't want to move to England. I mean, it was like for five yeah. months or something. Right. 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 Yeah. You know? And it's like, I don't want to be away from my family. And yeah. he's like, dad, this would be. And so I think he had a lot of creative input too. And how mm-hmm. his how his character got to be portrayed. And I think oh, yeah. one of the things was, is like, He's like, I don't want to be like some stereotypical martial artist, you know, right. th- that, you know, that he could have been, it could have been more right. of a, like a, you know, like a caricature, but he's, mm-hmm. you don't, he doesn't come across that way. He comes across no. as, you know, as a, he comes across more as a spiritual guy than, yeah, that's what I was going right? to say. Yeah. Like yeah. he's, he's a, you know, essentially a monk, right. right. Who's like, has like these kick-ass like abilities. And again, right. they're not magical Mm-hmm. he's not a jedi so he's right. he's he's just this character who is a good fighter and also he also had his cause that he believed in which is why they mm-hmm. which is why they joined up with the resistance at all i mean the only mm-hmm. thing that made his and um Baze's, their existence was the protection of the kyber crystals and once the city was destroyed Mm-hmm. They they didn't you know I, I suppose it was a bit payback <laughs> it was, a bit, it was yeah. a bit revenge but also they had nowhere else to go yeah um, I read that it was his choice to be blind also oh is that right that's yeah. interesting I wonder yeah, yeah. Huh. <laughs> at, at least that's what the internet says uh, 
maybe the books actually did it. I don't know. But, I don't yeah. know. Actually, yeah, I don't know that answer. I did not read uh, The Guardian of the Wills. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like that. And I like that it's it was an, it was an extra component to the movie. It didn't have to be there, but it was nice. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. like, in, you know, we saw it in Predator too, right? Where the, the friendships <laughs> oh, yeah. be- between the characters uh-huh. kind of made it more interesting i guess you know what i mean yeah it just it didn't well and 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 that i think is the little subtle tiny bits of character development you don't need a whole backstory but right. just enough <laughs> to know that these people have been there's you know that they've been together so that you feel it when when they get yeah, when down some, or whatever yeah when know? something happens to them it's like <laughs> yeah. oh that cr- yeah that, that's yeah. crap <laughs> that's terrible uh just while we're talking about cast and characters here for a minute, um, I did really like that Darth Vader made an appearance. Um, oh my gosh! Yes, I and I loved that it was James Earl Jones doing yes. the voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and my first thought when uh, uh, Ben Mendelsohn's character goes to Vader's <laughs> castle or planet or whatever, and you see the reveal of him in that big tub, yeah. Yeah. I was like. Have you ever wanted to take a bath for days? Yes, I really want to be in that tub. <laughs> like, give me like a week in that tub, and, and I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was cool. Like, we get to see Darth Vader's house, right? I mean, right. like, where does yeah. where does he live? Well, he of course he lives there. <laughs> he lives in the place that like almost took his life. He's like that badass, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he he built a fortress overlooking the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where, where Obi-Wan cut off his legs, you know? And it was like. <laughs> they, at the very base, there's this little, like, bronzed set of legs, like, so that he can remember every day. Like, he's so filled with. Yeah. No, so I thought it was great they added that. They didn't, again, they didn't have to, you know, yeah. they have, like, communications that. <laughs> Krennic did not have to fly to meet with Vader. It was totally unnecessary in that regard, but yeah, they fly all over the place. In this world. They get there very fast. <laughs> There's no like sitting in hyperspace and then going back to play a game of uh, whatever that chess-like game is for oh, a while. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they did play <laughs> yeah. a version of that and saw Guerrero's little fortress. Uh-huh. Like kind I of a that. cheap, cheapy version of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we're going to talk about Vader, though. We have oh. to mention oh, no. how this movie ends because. Okay. Yeah. Let's do I it. mean, I don't. I don't know if there's anyone who's not even a, a you. If you're remotely a Star Wars fan, like yeah. just that, how many like a minute, two minutes uh-huh. of Darth, uh-huh. Darth Vader just uh. like fighting, just oh my god, slicing through those guys. We've never seen like, anything like that. No, and he's doing like the force push on people. Yep. He's got somebody pinned up against the ceiling. And he's like, like oh sliding across. I know. He's just like wading into these guys. It was badass to watch. Oh, it was. I mean, that yeah. was like made it almost the price of admission for me right there. I mean, it was. I don't know who wrote that scene or, you know, how yeah. they conceptualized that, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've rewatched just that scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's. So, I mean. And and just knowing exactly how the next movie starts, right? right. You're like the, these are the guys. These are the guys that we see <laughs> yeah. in the hallway, right? I- exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my only my only complaint with the way this movie ends is yeah. All right, I know. Where when and I agree, I totally agree. 
when <laughs> when Leia pulls out the line yeah. in A New Hope, like, oh, this is a diplomatic ship. We were just on a, a mission to Alderaan. <laughs> it's like, bullshit. We just blew the shit out of you guys. You guys escaped. You're definitely the same ship. We've been chasing <laughs> you for a day. You're no, not going to give me this crap. We saw you do it. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like a, a kid who got his hand caught in the cookie dart being like, no, that was that was my brother. <laughs> no, yeah, obviously they didn't. Yeah. yeah. And, and and there is there are characters in here I do complain about. And that's they I'm on the I don't know. I think they could have. I mean, what do you think when they have CGI characters completely, and especially ones uh, yeah. that we know? It's not yeah. like they invented a new character and it's a CGI character that we right. love or hate. But yeah. these are these are like real people who are dead, um, yeah. and it it is they have the technology has not <laughs> caught up with you, you know. I think realism in that way, mm-hmm. which and I thought yeah. that was really distracting every time Tarkin was on the. Screen. It was. It, I I didn't love that, and I didn't. I really didn't love um, the Carrie Fisher as Leia at the end. No, that was horrible. You know, it was not <laughs> good. Um, no, I, you know, I, I you know I really I I love Tarkin's character so much from A New Hope um, that part of me was like, oh, that's really cool that he's there, and then it's like you see it for you know, two seconds, you're like, yeah, I wish that wasn't there. (laughs) I'd like to to remember Peter Cushing as he was, not as, not as a video game cut scene, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly (laughs) what it felt like. Yeah. It was horrible. (laughs) Here's the next part of your mission. (laughs) Cause they could have, they could have done it without, I mean, they could have had him just in like silhouette. I mean, they didn't have to show his face at all. I mean, that that was, that was a poor decision of, of, you know, of, I'll tell you what I did love is um, the red leader and gold leader. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I guess like uh, they just found some unused original star Wars footage that they oh, that pulled right? that from. Yeah. So they just stumbled across that and then they were able to like cut it in and, and make it look current and stuff. Admiral Reddish of the Rebel Alliance. All squadron leaders report in. Admiral, this is Blue Leader standing by. This is Gold Leader standing by. This is Red Leader standing by. I loved seeing those two guys. I loved, I was sitting here watching it being like, <laughs> quoting along with the movie, you know, like, watch out for those guns. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, how many guns? Say about 20. <laughs> All the lines from the start, from the first Star Wars. I didn't catch it, but I thought like Wedge Antilles was also in the movie. And I, I was looking for him and they, I heard him mentioned in the background, but I guess the, he, um, he, yeah, he does he was a, like a vocal un- cameo. Yeah, yeah, he and I think uncredited, but um, but yeah. And, and was Porky in it or whatever? Porkins. Porkins. Whatever. <laughs> I don't think Porkins was there. Damn it! <laughs> when you were talking when you were talking earlier about like these are the rebels, right? So it's just like your dads and your uncles. I was like, that's why Porkins is there. <laughs> <laughs> So I did something that we we always talk about but never do, which is a little bit of research into awards uh, for this movie. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> and 
<laughs> I actually looked it up this time. So, it, you know, this movie was nominated for an Oscar, an Academy Award for um, Best Sound Mixing and Best mm-hmm. Visual Effects. Um, it lost both. Um, it, <laughs> wow, to what? It, it, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> it lost, so Best Sound mac- Mixing, it lost to Hacksaw Ridge, which I have not seen. I don't know if it's any good or not. It's good. Yeah, Is it's it? good. Okay. Yeah. Is that the Mel Gibson no. movie? Oh, no. I'm so- thinking of something it's, else It's, then. um... Uh, one of the Spider-Mans was the mean actor. <laughs> what Gar- are the spider Gar- Gar- Garfield. Uh, Andrew. Okay. Not the cat, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a good movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take it out. Uh, best visual effects. Uh, it lost to the Jungle Book. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this movie also, I didn't go through every award, but you know, because this deals with nostalgia and childhood, I looked up the MTV Movie Awards, which I guess is still a thing. <laughs> is it really? I guess. I don't know. So At least there, it was when this came out. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't even think MTV existed anymore. <laughs> There's no music. The M stands for something else. Something I don't else. Know what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it was nominated for Best Movie. Hmm. I guess they call it Movie, not Picture. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, it lost. It lost to Beauty and the Beast. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and and check this out. Some of the other movies also nominated that that <laughs> were beat out by Beauty and the Beast was uh, The Edge of Seventeen, which is a movie I'm not familiar with. I'm not familiar with that one either. Uh, Logan, um, <laughs> and Get Out. <laughs> like <laughs> so, Beauty and the. Beauty and the Beast beat out this movie and and get out. I know you like Logan. I have still have not seen it, but oh, uh, yeah. what? Oh, this man. is this 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 is all I need to know about whether I need to check in with the uh, MTV Movie Awards each year moving forward. Yeah, and this uh, um, since we're just talking about like that kind of stuff. I mean, this mm-hmm. movie made a ton of money. I mean, it made, it yeah. made over a billion dollars or something. I know. I, I mean, know. it's it's one of the most profitable movies that, mm-hmm. that, you know of, of a series that's super profitable yeah totally. um so i don't you know it's not somebody liked it i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> i only went to the movies once to see it so yeah. i didn't contribute a whole lot to that billion yeah um, but it's it seems to have a pretty high esteem in general mm-hmm. amongst fans i think yeah. i mean and and the criticisms i read about it are ones that you know if you don't yeah, if you don't give a shit about Star Wars, yeah, it's yeah. probably it's it's like who cares or what's this dumb story about? Um, you know. <laughs> but Kyber crystals? That yeah. doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> no, of course it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course it's going to look like dumb from the outside. Uh, so <laughs> that's why I put it in the ranking of Star yeah. Wars films mm-hmm. of 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 its of the, you know, of that very specific world right. where where it where it fits into all of that. Um, right. And, you know, rewatching it, you know, for for this, you know, I picked it not because I'd watched it recently, but mm-hmm. I had just, <laughs> I just thought, you know, we hadn't done a series mm-hmm. or a, and, you know, there's nothing, there's no series I, has been so important to my childhood as this. Totally. I mean, I, I literally remember that moment in the movie theater with my dad mm-hmm. sitting there 
and the, the scroll had just ended and this mm-hmm. gigantic ship flies over yeah. our head and it just goes yeah. on and on forever. And I knew that this was like, I'd never seen anything like this. You know, we yeah. just didn't have movies like that. I mean, totally. science fiction movies were mm-hmm. silly or like, <laughs> yeah, or that the, or that the universe is very shiny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everything mm-hmm. in the future is new and perfect. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time we looked at like, that space was kind of dirty or like right. it was, it was worn in kind of lived mm-hmm. in. It looked lived in. And that's right. why. And then now that's kind of been, that's been more of the, I think the futuristic movies we see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think of alien I like why right. alien was such a great movie is. Yeah. It's dirty. It's just truckers. Yeah, exactly. Space truckers, truckers mm-hmm. in space. I mean, that's right. why it was one of the reasons I think it was so effective or just, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, and I think that's why when people, <laughs> when when the Force Awaken came out, I remember mm-hmm. people, including I guess including me, thinking, well, it it felt more like a Star Wars movie, right? Mm-hmm. Because it yeah. did look like the prequels were that shinier universe, I think, you know, mm-hmm. because it was just so CGI, yeah, <laughs> by, yeah. Luke, by Lucas, yeah, uh, um, where they got back into more practical effects like the originals. Totally. And that's why they took so long to make is that it, <laughs> to build all these yeah. little models. Right. It was one of my favorite things about uh, Ridley Scott coming back to alien with Prometheus is like, now I get to see Ridley Scott's future again. <laughs> so right. it might've been the only thing that I liked about no, it's We'll talk about it at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we, I, I know we will. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you have something like that, um, mm-hmm. But no, just the just the place in my, you know, my childhood imagination that this movie this movie takes up a lot of this mm-hmm. takes up a lot of real estate and um, yeah, yeah that's how, how, how does your wife feel about that? <laughs> she forgives me. <laughs> you know, obviously the the you know I judge this movie as fourth best Star Wars movie, but um, I don't know if I made a case for that or not, but mm-hmm. in the greater sense, Glenn, do you think uh, Rogue One saved the world? Um, I had a hard time making that argument. <laughs> um, as much as I like this movie um, and really enjoy watching it, it is hard to sort of figure out like what's the, the bigger meaning here that we might extrapolate out into our day-to-day lives. Um, so I, you know, and I guess part of me feels this way about a lot of these sort of underdog stories, right? About the, Mm -hmm. the rebels that are overcoming the evil, you know, uh, tyrant and whatnot. Um, and you know, we see those things play out in our world, but it kind of depends on which side you're on, right? Like if you're, if you're (laughs) when, when, you know, our troops get, you know, taken out by somebody, uh, Mm -hmm. we're like, those people are bad and we should do everything to eradicate them. Right. And then we have our own mythology of the rebellion against, uh, the, the, you know, uh, the British. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's all sort of depends on which side you stand on. It seems anyway. And, so we so you know like we can look at their sacrifice and whatnot and say they they made a a brave choice and boy we could all learn from that and be more like them 
Um, but I don't know. I, I just, I feel like sometimes that's a simplistic Hollywood way to look at it. And I feel like a lot of times folks don't kind of reflect on if the shoe is on the other foot. I, I did. You, I'm sure you've seen clerks, right? So there's a great, uh, yeah. part of clerks <laughs> where one of the guys is going through this whole, like, you know, why the rebels are terrorists. Right. And he's like, right, those were right, just a right. bunch of like government contractors and they probably <laughs> had their families with them and all that kind of stuff, you know? And it's like, yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. Right. You know, and, <laughs> You got to call them stormtroopers, and you got to put them in faceless uniforms so that we don't worry about them. We don't care uh, about their killed. So, <laughs> so I don't know if it saves the world, but I'll tell you what I do know is this movie for me saved Star Wars. So, yeah, yeah. for that's... better or worse, because then I sat through <laughs> parts eight and nine and was like, um, "Oh my gosh, yeah." <laughs> but I love. I really. I loved that this movie. I love that this movie exists. Um, I loved that they were able to take it some dark places. Um, it looks amazing. There are so many things like if, if I, if, if, if Glenn today went back and told like 10 year old Glenn, like <laughs> at someday he's going to get to see this movie in some ways that feels like the, the most cruel thing I could do. Cause you know, when you're a kid, like you can't wait for anything and you're like, you're going to have to wait 30 years. <laughs> like, no, I want it now. Oh, I know. So. No, because yeah. I read. All right, yes. Um, for one, <laughs> what you all that you just said there, I totally respect and get. I, 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 I too. It, it would be <laughs> for for any Star Wars movie. It's a hard sell to say this movie saves the world. It's <laughs> uh-huh. and that's not. I mean, I would argue that's not really its purpose. I mean, yeah, totally. It was, it was meant to be entertainment. It's a mm-hmm. space opera, right? It's not. Yeah. There, you know, what I think it actually fails the most when it tries to make any anything more profound than a story. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. If yeah. you if you can do a good story, uh-huh. you you win every time. That's why yeah. I mean, Empire Strikes Back. I think you know, in a sense, is the best movie of the uh-huh. bunch. Yeah. Um, because it's just an interesting tale. Um, mm-hmm. And I I'd, I'd like also to give a shout out to. Gareth Edwards, who yeah. does, was, did not have a lot of experience directing no. movies and was given the reins to, like, <laughs> God, <laughs> one of I the would, most anticipated I, things. Um, that's amazing. I, I would collapse under the weight of that responsibility. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you would have to be, like, Jedi or something to understand the mental strain of all those people involved and all the mm-hmm. things that you can't do and all. Right. I would think, all right, my, my, I was going to say it's the beginning and I forgot, <laughs> but like when you take a, um, a franchise, so whether mm-hmm. it's, it is Star Wars or it's Star Trek or James Bond or whatever, I think what you need is a combination of two things and it can be, they can be f- interchanged between, um, change between who they are, mm-hmm. but one person has to be. You have the writer and the director, and I know like mm-hmm. scripts are often written by like ten people, which is never mm-hmm. a good decision <laughs> yeah. ever. But like, you either have the director or the writer in totally in love with the source material, right? Like, and I know that Edwards, his he the reason he wanted to be a filmmaker was because of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I read I read an interview mm-hmm. way back when mm-hmm. where he said, "This is like I can." 
the he said the fact that George Lucas said he really liked this movie, he's like, right. I can die, I can die happy now. You know, <laughs> I mean, that was that's that, crazy. That was the fulfillment of you know. Yeah. Um, so either you have to have the director or the writer just in love with the source material, and then you have to have somebody on the other side competent enough. <laughs> <laughs> to to make it sense of it so it's not yeah, you yeah. know so it's not just all over the place or it's just total fan service <laughs> yeah. or whatever yeah yeah you yeah. have to have someone taking the reins and control that mm-hmm. you know kind of a lennon mccartney type of relationship so one of <laughs> the other one doesn't get too out of hand with their right with with their angle so that they can kind of temper each other and mm-hmm. it seems to be this was a good partnership however they did it because edward's did a, did a movie I really liked, um, the monster one. Uh, did you ever yeah, see that? Yeah, monsters. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, wow, that was and done. You know, they just showed like here's a talented guy, and then <laughs> then he did like the Godzilla movie, <laughs> <I know. laughs> which is so strange. And then he goes to Rogue One. I know I mean, that is a weird career trajectory. Um, it is. Yeah, but man, he. I. I mean. Hats off to him because mm-hmm. this this because we've seen like directors of bigger stature fail totally at, at this totally. Because I think, in my opinion, at least the main theme of this movie. I mean, obviously, it, it's written to to overcome a plot hole, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. And if, yeah, if it's a very expensive investment to do that one thing, <laughs> yeah. but they but they had to add something else to it, and it's you know it's just we never really think about the rebellion and the empire mm-hmm. in terms of like anything other than you know stormtroopers versus jedis or something. Yeah, but this movie actually does bring about, and we see, we see it sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So if you were, um, let's say, Jen. <laughs> Let's let's say let's say her, um, uh-huh. because she she is less invested really than Cassian is. Sure. Um, would you, if you were in her position, give the ultimate sacrifice? Would you give your life to the cause? Mm. Um. So would you rather live or die? Is really <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's the would you rather <laughs> that escalated quickly um i you know i mean i think about this when i watch movies like this and and people sort of give themselves selflessly and and whatnot and i think you know and i wonder what what choice i would make if faced with that and i think you know we have the luxury of you know being in a very, very comfortable um, <laughs> world for us, right? Where we oh, are. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it, it's hard to imagine the set of circumstances where that would be the thing you would do. Um, <clears throat> I, what, this is all pure speculation because, like I said, I, I've, <laughs> I've never been anywhere near any set of circumstances that would even, <laughs> you know, bring something like this up. Um, I'd like to think that if it were to save like, you know, one of my kids or loved ones or, or even a friend like that, I would, that I would do, that I would make that sacrifice in that moment. Um, but you're talking about like <laughs> a, in a sense, a political movement, right? <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. you know, one that you believe is fight rebelling against, you know, evil and whatnot. I don't know what I would pick. Um, 
part of me thinks I would pick to live and be like, all right, yeah, you guys have soldiers for that, right? Um, um, I think, you know, I think the most honest answer I can give is I would probably pick to live and hope that someone else took care of it and hope that if they didn't, it wouldn't be that bad of a life. (laughs) But that's a lot of like, uh, sort of like, I don't know. No, that's, yeah. Um, I think that's fair because for me too, it is hard to imagine. Right. Besides like the life of member of my family, right. mm -hmm, Or, or, mm -hmm. or, or something like that. Um, but something as nebulous as a cause or like, Mm -hmm. you know, and and this was again for like, they were giving their lives for one very specific thing, you know, just the, just these plans, right. Mm -hmm. That that may or may not be bullshit. They don't, they can't can't even mean guaranteed that that's true. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. it, It is hard to imagine to be so caught up, to the point where, yes, you would turn off your instinct of survival mm-hmm. for a cause, but yet people are doing that right now in the world someplace, right? I mean, they literally are, you know, there are yeah. things that are people are risking their lives for. Um, yeah, what, now, what, you don't, I, yeah. what you don't see in movies like this is the... <clears throat> either the years of suffering and torment directly <laughs> right. experienced by these people that make those choices or the, um, ex- you know, you see this a lot in war movies, right? Where y- you sacrifice yourself to save your, your brother or something like right. that. Right. But fellow soldier, um, now you also don't see like the organizations that have, you know, years and years of indoctrination to kind yep. of mold <laughs> people into the, the, the kind of person that would, uh, do this so i this is where i get conflicted every time this kind of subject comes up in movies is i feel like it's a little bit um hollywooded up um and we all want to sort of like raise the you know wave the flag look at this brave sacrifice that this person Mm -hmm. did but um you know there's a whole lot of pain and suffering that gets uh glossed over in that All right. Well, Chris, do you want to hear what we have coming up next week? Yes. I don't so know why Glenn. I stumbled over that coming up next week. <laughs> <laughs> it should be our standard <laughs> intro from now on. <laughs> I'll just clip that and we'll insert it. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so next week, um, uh, the theme that I chose um, is partly inspired by um, <clears throat> one of my uh, one of my daughters uh, is, has been in the theater department at, at, in school for uh, quite a while, and their school yeah. just did a production of the movie Clue. Or oh, the, you know that is funny. Yes, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, in spirit, in the in the spirit of that, um, I have chosen the theme best clue movie that's not clue <laughs> uh, i don't so, know what that means but go ahead <laughs> so i picked the 2019 movie i could have picked ensemble cast for this but uh knives out knives out ah, yeah so 
That is a good choice. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's because of, um, <laughs> you know, because Ryan Johnson directed um, The Last Jedi. This is the oh. movie he. This was the movie he did after that. <laughs> is that why you picked it? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well <No>. <laughs> I think Knives Out may be a better movie <laughs> you think <laughs> anyway I, I I love this movie and I'm I, yeah you know the cast is is great um, it is <laughs> one of the most memorable Daniel Craig performances I've ever seen <laughs> uh, as well as Chris Evans in a very uh anti-Captain America role. Oh, I know. No, <laughs> so, there's, so. there's a lot of great yeah. things about this movie. Yeah. And sounds good. I'm, right. I'm, I'm bringing it on. That'll be next week. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you haven't seen Rogue One or if you haven't seen Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars. why did you listen to this point in the podcast? Because you should and who, be... And who are you? I want to know who you are. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Chris, thank you as always for the conversation. Well, and uh, Thank you, Glenn, for yeah. your wit and wisdom. <laughs> yeah, well, that's generous. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will see you guys next week as we talk about uh, Knives Out. Knives Out.